Hello, Monetization Nation. Today I'm joined by Louis Gonier. He's the founder of the popular contrarian marketing podcast, Everyone Hates Marketers. His show has reached more than 1 million downloads with no ads in less than four years. He has 10 years of experience in marketing and has worked with businesses like Dropbox and Hotjar and has achieved some phenomenal success. Uh, today we will learn how to drive success with great business processes. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. Thank you so much for joining the show today. We are we're so excited to have you on. Bonjour, bonjour. It's a pleasure. Bonjour. We like to start off by asking our guests to tell us something that they are super passionate about. Well, yeah, I, I'm a big, big, big fan of The Office, uh, the US version of The Office, the TV show. I l absolutely love it. It brought me, it helped me to get through tough moments in my life, actually, when I was in the US for a year to study. Uh, where I was kind of lost. I was only 19 at the time. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life anymore, although I was studying mechanical engineering. And the office br helped me to cope with it. Uh, I remember watching watching it and watching it and watching it and made me feel like much better. And I'm pretty passionate about it. I'm, re I'm listening to the podcast done by two of the actresses from it who are re-watching the episode and then giving extra behind the scenes. So I'm pretty much into it. That's really cool. What's your favorite episode or quote from The Office? Um, oh, there is so many. There's so <laughs> many good episodes. I mean, entire seasons of it are just absolutely hilarious. I mean, that's what she said, Joe, by, by Michael Scott. It's just tremendous. And the pranks with, with Dwight in it. I mean, just everything about it is just... Is it, it, it is actually a radically different um, show and it's a radical differentiation example. When they launched season one with the pilots, after the pilot didn't know whether it would work out. Um, season one, at the end of season one, they didn't know whether it would work out. And, and they started small, low budget. They, they just gave it all they had. And after a while, it got picked up and it started to work out uh, better. But they... Their writers, for example, are involved with the actors and actresses. And in fact, the writers of the show were also acting in the show. So like, for example, Kelly Kapoor, uh, who was played by Mindy, uh, I'm going to forget her, her second name, is a writer and she's also plays in it. And that's one of the very few shows, they say, that have that component. And that made it extremely real because the writers would know exactly what it is to act for example. So there's so many things about that show that makes it absolutely different. And, and uh, in the context of marketing and differentiation is pretty cool. Would you tell us your journey, just kind of go through your entrepreneurial and podcasting journey, marketing journey? Yeah. So uh, I studied mechanical engineering up until I realized it wasn't for me. Then I, um, I went to Ireland for an internship and found a job in marketing a few years after that while still in Ireland, uh, worked in a startup, saved up 20 grand, launched my first agency, burned out throughout the process, even though we had like four people, uh, but I just burned out. And so I quit after two years to join Hotjar, which is a, a, a website analytics company. 
stayed there for nearly three and a half years and on the side started to work on Everyone Hates Marketers, the podcast, uh, where I publish uh, an episode every every week. And uh, yeah, I've been podcasting for four years now. It wasn't part of a grand plan, a grand design or surfing on a trend. It was just the feeling that actually I could do this. That could be quite fun. And yeah, here we are. How many podcasts yeah. do you have uh, how many downloads? I I don't know. I mean, once it reached one million a few a few months ago, I I I don't really look at it. It was a big landmark, but honestly, I don't really care about the numbers. Uh, I've recorded and published one hundred and seventy five episodes um, that I'm very proud of because I believe that the process trumps everything else. Meaning, what matters is not the number of downloads. That's just a vanity thing. And yes, it's a bit for my ego and a bit for status, so that you find me credible. But what matters the most is the fact that I've published every week. It matters because without that, I wouldn't have gotten the feedback I got from early listeners who told me, hold on a second. I don't really like when you go, uh, when you talk for 10 minutes to the guests about who they are. I would much rather when you talk about their step-by-step stuff because that's what you're good at. And, you know, it's like someone recently told me something I really liked. Um, it's like a grain of sand in an oyster after a while it turns into a pearl right meaning same thing for that kind of stuff this is why you must ship and this is why the process is more important than anything because by shipping and putting that grain of sound out it's not perfect but it's going to turn into a pearl because that's what makes you grow you need to ship and yeah, yeah. Anyway, to go back to your so initial two question. Important points there. Number one, you need to ship. So being prolific is more important than being perfect, right? You just got to get it out there. That's yeah. number one. But number two, you got to be patient. That pearl doesn't happen overnight, right? And and it's taken you four years to become this amazing thing that you are today. The podcast took me four years, but before that, I organized two small events where I interviewed CEOs in Dublin. Before that, I wrote uh, for a French blog for a while and stopped. Uh, before that, I used I was called an intellectual terrorist by one of my history teacher in high school because I was always trying to find flaws in their thinking. And so everything connects. And yeah, if you isolate the podcast, it's been four years, but the key is if you don't show up, if you don't ship something, if you, if you don't stop caring that much about what people will think before it's live, yeah, you can't really grow. It, nothing is real until the pe- people you seek to serve see it. That's right. And until we have a chance to learn from them, because we're not going to be perfect the first time we go out there. We've got to learn those lessons. It's not just them seeing it, but it's them giving that feedback and us iterating and pivoting based upon that feedback. Correct. After that, so yeah, I quit I quit my full-time job at Hotjar to, to develop the business Everyone Hates Marketers because it actually became quite, uh, I wouldn't say big, but I started to have some credibility in the space. I started to have a decent list of emails, a decent uh, people following me, and I felt ready to go for it. So I've launched a program that's called Stand the Fuck Out, which is an eight-week high-intensity program for risk-takers who want to radically stand out. So it's very high-intensity. It's eight weeks. Uh, it's quite fun. So I run one early access cohort of that to get feedback. And I sold out the second cohort that is running on March 15th, starting March 15th. And the next one is September. And that's basically my model. So I work with very few clients on radical differentiation. And then the second thing is, is that program. And so how much do you charge for that program? And what do you roughly provide for that? 
I charge $1,900 for it for now, but prices are likely going to increase. Right. It's limited to 20 people. Uh, they get video lessons every week. They get a private community to submit their assignments. They get feedback from me every day. They get feedback from the other people and the alumni, which are starting to to be a, an actual value now because they have like in the first cohort that came in. Um, and then a weekly call where I basically challenge every single one of them, call them by name and just go through each of their work and making sure that they're on track. And um, that's really the, the value of it. What period of time does that course or that program cover? It's only eight weeks. Eight weeks. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and what is the most important takeaways uh, that your your uh, alumni have had from that, the people that have been through that program? The biggest thing that I tend to hear quite a lot is clarity, is the fact that they are not worried about missing out on opportunities and thinking, oh, maybe I should go after that market now and I don't know how to do this. They are really getting the clarity and the feeling that they, they now can take decisions themselves for the rest of their career and the entrepreneurship journey without second guessing themselves because they now have a, a kind of a roadmap, a step-by-step -step method to launch or relaunch or re-engineer a product to make it radically different. And it's, this peace of mind is, is something that they were lacking because no books and experts on positioning and differentiation share that level of detail. So you're going to write a book with your methodology? Yes. Yes. But, and here's, here's the thing about it, you know, I could very well tell you that it's a brand new technology that I've trademarked it and that is copyrighted and that is brand new. It's not the case, right? All I've been doing is just learning from my own mistakes, reading a lot of books, interviewing a lot of smart people in my podcast and made sense of it. And so in that sense, creativity is connectivity. I'm not, I created stuff and I made it so that I could follow it. But every single thing I teach is portion of people's work, portion of like inspiration from from copywriters from centuries, like one century ago, advertising and shit. So all I've done is creating and making sense of it so that I would understand it. And so I would hope others would, but yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's not brand new. I mean, yes, I'm going to write a book because there's no book that actually teach you that process without you having to, to draw the rest of the fucking L, you know, I don't know if you saw this meme before, which is like, you have two circles, how to draw an L, an L is the name. That's how it feels to people. It's like when they read those books, it's like, oh, big brands like Apple and Disney have done this and Harley Davidson have done that and Apple and Drift have done that. And now just look at those examples and now you can do it. It's like, how? Like how exactly in my day-to-day -day am I able to do it? And that's what I wanted to cover. Love it. The actual execution. Okay, can you tell me the greatest home run you've hit in your career? Hmm. So I don't play baseball, uh, but I understand your question. Um, the, I th I, honestly, I think the biggest home run was the podcast, was the fact that for the first time in my life, I followed my gut. I didn't listen to people who, who would say, it's risky or you shouldn't do it. I just went all in and I discovered the power of doing that, the power of shipping something that you truly believe in without second guessing yourself. And that that was really the start of of me trusting my gut and my and being much more confident about my work. What's the biggest mistake or failure you've had in your career, and, and what did you learn from it? The biggest mistake was before when I when I when I launched my my agency, my first marketing agency. I I started it with no network, no credibility, and 
and that failed because I was also trying to sell services that, frankly, businesses that I was trying to sell to didn't really understand or didn't really want. I was trying to sell vitamins instead of painkillers. And I was trying to sell conversion rate optimization services to local businesses in Dublin that didn't have enough traffic to really get value out of and weren't educated on the problem. They didn't really care about that. They cared about getting more clients in. So I, in a sense, was swimming against the current. And um, that was a big learning for me. And I promised myself when I quit and joined Hotjar that never again would I ever do that. And that the next time I would launch a business, I would have credibility. I would have expertise. I would have a network. I would have people who follow and trust me. Um, and that's what I've learned from it. And that's what I try to do with, with this new business, you know? Yeah. That is, that is one of the tectonic shifts that I think is happening right now. What do you think is the biggest tectonic shift that's happening today? I'm going to tell you that even though there are shifts happening, and I could pick a few, I mean, the audience first uh, is absolutely one. Radical transparency is another one where like it, people are expecting transparency from, from companies more and more, and uh, like that's not going to change. Uh, people can can investigate what you do and all of that. I could, I could name a few, but what matters the most above all else is your ability to navigate those shifts without being yes. scared and without being, you know. And what matters then is first principle, meaning you must obsess over the fundamentals, over the things that will never change. And for us in marketing and entrepreneurship, it's people. People are never going to change. We are creators that have been created through 4 billion years of evolution. Our brain is the result of all of that. And it's not 20 years of smartphones or 10 years of smartphones that is going to change our DNA and the way our brain is done. So what that means is that no matter what change and technological change is happening, once you understand the fundamentals, you can basically do anything you want. You can really see anything coming and evolve if you want to and change things around because you have this foundation. And that saved me a few times. That saved my sanity a few times. I really, frankly, don't envy those marketers who jump on the next trend and the next tool and thinking that everything is changing because of it. That must be so tiring. Must be so stressful for them to feel like everything is crumbling under their feet because they need to follow the next thing. Like I can't even begin to understand how that could work for them. I love it. So let me restate. So you're saying the most important thing is understanding the fundamentals and taking care of the people, which is the core. And, and then the second most important thing is, is understanding how to identify and leverage shifts as they happen, as they're appropriate to us, because there'll always be a new change and the, the ability to identify and leverage as appropriate and necessary without, without it changing our core fundamentals is, is what you see is important. Am yep, I saying that Exactly. Because right? once you obsess over a specific group of people, once you have a market, once you talk to them regularly, once you're really in tune with who they are, you will know when shifts happen. And you will know which one is touching them or not, you know? Yeah. And I love how you say that. I love how you say obsessing over a certain group of people, right? Identify who our audience is, who our people are, who our tribe is, and let's obsess over them. And then if we can leverage shifts to better serve them, great. Um, but it, it all comes back to that core of, of obsessing over our people. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's... <laughs> 
It's something that is scaring people when I see this usually, because when I say a group of people or minimum viable market or whatever you want to call it, they are scared that they're not going to make enough money out of them. You know, they, they think of building a billion dollar business right away. But to build a billion dollar business, you need first to build a million dollar business. And to build a million dollar business, you, you first need to sell $1,000 worth of thing and then 10000 and 100000 So you start small with a minimum viable market that you can own and defend that you know very well. Once you've dominated that market, then please go ahead, be my guest and increase that and use the money you spend uh, to invest in more and more. But the people are really afraid of not being able to make that much money. And so they tend to do average things for average people. They tend to pick a market that is way too big for them because they have this delusion of grandeur, which is like, oh, what if they have no chance then to become a billion dollar tech startup if I don't do this? But that's never how it works. If you look back at every story, every companies out there that have been quote unquote successful, they've all started small. Yeah, that's right. And And you... You get your quick win. You you win in the small, and then you expand from there. Thank you so much, Louis, for sharing your stories and knowledge with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, the process trumps everything else. Number two, it is more important to ship it instead of waiting for the perfect content or product. Number three, being prolific is more important than being perfect. Number four, we have to learn from our audience and accept and implement their feedback. Number five, there is creativity in connectivity. Number six, the most important thing is understanding the fundamentals, taking care of the people. Number seven, we don't have to jump on every single trend or tectonic shift that occurs. We only need to change when the tectonic shifts affect our people, our fundamentals. If you enjoyed this interview and want to learn more about Louis or connect with him, you can find him on his website, everyonehatesmarketers.com. You can also watch, listen, or read episode two of Louis' interview for more monetization strategies that Louis shared during his interview. Did you like today's episode? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, you can get a free monetization assessment of your business at monetizationnation.com. Number two, you can subscribe for free to the Monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Number three, you can subscribe to the Monetization Nation podcast or YouTube channel. And number four, you can follow Monetization Nation on Instagram or Twitter. How have business processes helped drive your success? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your efforts to drive success through great business processes. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.